Hello, everybody, and welcome to In the Database with Nana. I hope you're staying cool because it's super hot out there. I know where I'm at. It's 95 degrees humid, so I, I feel ya. But this NBA T, this NBA offseason, given it's given a lot, and a lot has happened within the last two days. So I figured I should just right get into it. The transactions are happening. CP3 to the Wizards, Beal to the Sun, Celtics, Grizzlies, Wizards, blockbuster trade. Marcus Smart is not a Celtic, something I thought would never happen. Potential moves, the NBA crazy offseason. And, you know, it's the free agency has not even started. And this is just on trades. So so let's just go buy them one by one. Let's, let's talk about the Washington Wizards. What exactly are they doing? Are they trying to just get off contracts? They're not getting much back. I think it, I think some NBA Twitter um, head is running GM over there because I don't know what's going on. You can 100% have gotten something so much better and bigger from Bradley Beal. And if you were going to do this anyways, should have moved him by trade deadline last year. But there's something I really want to touch on about Bradley Beal's contract, okay? I don't know, is it because a lot was going on in the NBA during the time when Bradley Beal signed the contract? But who in their right state of mind not only gave this man a $200 million contract, but gave him a no-trade clause? Who the fuck does he think he is? Who was he? I'm so confused. How did how did that happen? Steph doesn't have a no-trade clause. Freaking Braun and them don't have it. Who, who is this man? Like, is, is, he, is he the Michael Jordan of this era? Like, why are we giving him a no-trade clause with a super max and he's unproven? He's never won. He's not a 16-game player. He's an 82-game player, yeah. But, oh, my God. Like, when I thought about, like, oh, people saying the Wizards didn't have a choice. He kind of controlled what destination he was going to. You know me? My pride would have been like, oh, you're sitting on that bench or you're playing. There's no way I'm trading you for a bag of chips after giving you a super max and no trade club. I and it's insane to me that the that his agent is also related to the GM of um or the owner of the Phoenix Suns. I think this the father of the Phoenix Suns um owner, which is absurd. Like I, I don't even know how this just got glossed over. There has to be some messy, messy, messy tea going on during the time that agent kind of snuck that right in. And to me, um Tommy Shepard, the old GM. Of the Washington Wizard, who who signed who resigned Bill was fired, but sh- but to me, like when it happened, that, that this is fireable offenses. I think this is worse than the Rudy Gobert fuckery that happened in Minnesota, because at least Minnesota traded for a player who already had the contract. He didn't have a no trade clause. This is insane. Who gave this man a no trade clause? Like, and now you have to move him because he's not a franchise pusher. He's not the guy. He was never ever the guy. I mean, I know if you're a Washington fan, you're probably so angry because not only do you move your quote-unquote max player, but you got really nothing from it. You got CP3, who won't probably be in your jersey in the next two weeks. He's either getting waived or trying to get some asset. And then you do some crappy, weird stuff with the trades today as well, which we'll get into in a bit. But focus on the Phoenix Suns. All they have to do is get um, get um, a big and and some bench players and probably would have been a great team. But now you added Bradley Beal with no depth. So 
I don't know if this, the CBA really is going to hit this team next season. This is the, the most all-in season I've ever seen in my life for a team because of the new CBA, because there's no way they could retain all three of them with the Booker, um, KD, and Bradley Beal deal. And, and that gets you actually thinking a lot about what the Suns are trying to go through this whole all-in. So they're, they're trying to guarantee a ring this season. And to me, you know, swing hard. And you know what's crazy? The Wizards didn't even get Aiden in this trade. The very least you could have gotten out of this trade if you're giving present if you're giving Bradley Bill is get Aiden. You don't have to keep Aiden. You can move him again, but you gotta get some assets. What the? He went for a bag of chips. Like you would think this man was a scrub. And then I thought they couldn't get worse, but they pulled off a trade today where they where they gave up the best player in the trade. Present usually when you give up the best player in the trade, you should be receiving the most assets back. But the team they gave the best player to also received the two first-round picks. They didn't. Like, I'm who who's behind this table on the Wizards? I'm so confused. And and then I asked the same question: what exactly are the Grizzlies doing? And everybody keeps saying, you know, they got that quote unquote veteran presence in the locker room. They got the other defensive player of the year in the locker room, Marcus Smart. Um, all you did is upgraded uh Dylan Brooks. This is your veteran leader. Marcus Smart is your veteran leader. Be for real. Be for real, Grizzly. And, and mind you, Jaw's not there the first 25 games. So Smart going to piss off everybody in Memphis for sure. He's going to have the greenest of green lights coming out of the green, just shooting the ball as much as he wants while Jaw's gone. But kudos to the Celtics because they basically got Perzingas for fun, for free. Yes, contract-wise, this is going to be a lot of answering to happen this year. Przinga is going to be paid $36 million this year, and he's a free agent. So do you re-sign him? I mean, you got, you have to at this point if you gave up Marcus Smart. You got to re-sign him. Then you got the Jalen Brown contract and a J- Jason Tatum contract, both of them getting almost $300 million. You're, that's your future. Are you saying you can win a ring with this? I mean, they've come so close so many times, so maybe, yeah. Like, I can't say they can't win, but they really did need a point guard, Boston. Because if you're getting your star players getting like six, seven turnovers for you in when the game matters the most, I mean, come on. And, and there's one thing I could say, you know, CB3 is still out there. I don't know if he'll come there for a cut, but if Boston were to collect CP3 on their way out, oh, that's perfect. I mean, I, I would give him the favorite coming out of the East. And now they have everything going for them, but they just like, just like the um, Suns, the Celtics will have to answer <laughs> to the CBA, the new CBA. And I don't know what um, CJ McCollum was doing during the negotiation, but the the man the man lost everything in that CBA. And I don't think he should ever represent the NBA or the Players Association ever again. With this new CBA, it just feels like. He's punishing teams for drafting their own players and trying to keep them and resign them instead of like, quote unquote, get rid of this whole super team. Clearly, you can't get rid of super teams because you got the fuckery the Suns just did. You can't. That's, so I think there should be some type of like, um, like, what's the word for it? I, I'm blanking. There it should be some type of condition. There it is. For teams, if you do draft your players, you get to keep them and you won't get punished. This should all just include the whole like trade and stuff like that. 
Now the Wizards got to move Kuzma. I mean, he's probably getting the market 18 to 20, 20 million dollars a year and probably four years with a fifth year option. He could pull that. He's young enough and do it. So do you resign him? I think you do. I mean, you got the you got the cap. You have to resign him. or if you, you the only other option is sign and trade him. You got to get something for Kuzma. And whether that is because you really didn't get anything. You you managed to move Przinga, you managed to move Bradley Bill, and you have zero first rounds to show for it. Zero. To me, that's just big, malpractice. Absolute malpractice. Now, so far, that's what's happened in the offseason. Um, they did try to move Brockton to, to the Clippers, and the Clippers declined because of quote-unquote injury protection. You were giving up Marcus Morris. Who's controlling the Clippers? Like, I'm so confused. Like, what? Why? Like, it's not like Marcus Morris was moving the needle. Even if Malcolm Brockton wasn't the guy you wanted, you could have moved him again because now you have an asset. If that's all the Wizards wanted, you should have finessed them, fleeced them, and go, gone on it by your date. But instead, you threw it off, and the Celtics, you know, got bright lights and somehow got a better deal. And and that's crazy. And that's just the beginning of the NBA right now. The real drama hasn't really started. So let's, let's look at the potential moves that really can move turn and turn heads in the NBA. Zion or Brandon Ingram getting traded. Word on the street is that teams would rather get Brandon Ingram, A, because they still think he could be that KD player, and B, Zion's just not a reliable player. The guy can't stay healthy, and he can't stay away from porn stars. And to me, he got to figure, you either get B.I., here's your height, like, quote-unquote, you know, 25 points a game. I don't think he'd be the best player in the team to win a championship. Zion could if he's healthy, but you're, you're, you're getting Zion and half of the employees at Pornhub. Do you want that? Do you want that? Do you want that distraction? And that's what teams are saying. Nah, we could, we're good without Zion. So to me, for Zion, a player who was so hyped out in high school, one of the most hyped players in NBA history behind probably LeBron James, and probably the most high player coming out of college in the history of this league to end up like this is, is actually wild. This, I, this can't be your career. This can't be what you know about. Like, you can't be a freak. That can't be as best he gets. And to me, Charlotte, whatever move you got to do, Michael Jordan doesn't own that team no more. And so I don't know who they, they might get a competent GM this time or, or owner because if you've been a lottery team that long and you still have not made the playoffs, it's really sad. Like you're doing nothing up there. Like what are you building towards? So over there in Charlotte, they do need some veteran leadership because they're full of childish people, women abusers over there, guys dating women in their forties. I don't think Zion will be the perfect player to go to Charlotte because the team already lacks a lot of brain cells. There's a whole lot of stupidity going on, going down over there. You got, you got, your franchise point guard with uh Cougar, like 33, 34 years old. You got you got your other player, PJ Washington, out here um impregnating Instagram known Instagram, you know, finessers and stuff. And then with another one, Instagram model getting finessed out of the pocket. You got you got Bridges, your quote unquote star player out here beating the living crap out of his um his woman in front of his children. I mean. That's not the locker room I would want to put Zion in. I mean, maybe put a reality TV show there at this point because what the hell? And then on top of that, the owner of the team is Michael Jordan. So it's messy, messy, messy boots over there. And I don't think you want to bring Zion to that situation. And if you're the Pelicans, 
Zion was supposed to be the franchise leader. That's why you gave up AD. So are you rebuilding the rebuild? I'm confused. Because if you move Zion, you got to move BI. So you rebuilding the rebuild. That's sad. Sad. That's absolutely sad. And now let's move on to another sad situation. What did Portland do? Because Dame, in one breath, you say, mm, I don't want to be here for a rebuild. I mean, you got the third overall pick right now. And same, on the same breath, you say, mm, I want to be loyal. Stop releasing these stupid quotes. Stop going through these reporters. Be a man. Be a man and speak up for what you want. You know damn well you don't want to be Portland. Run from the grind. Enough of this fuckery. Clearly, this is funny to you because what, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing in Portland? Is the best it gets you want to just sign another $200 million contract and call it call it a season? I mean, I'm fine with that. That's generational wealth. Do what you got to do. But stop acting like a victim because you, you're not a victim. You know, clearly your front office is not competent. They're not going to compete in your window because there's not enough time to compete in your window with stars next to you. So what you do or not, either ask for out or just be, be content with just having millions of dollars and playing basketball. I don't want to hear anything else out of that Portland. I don't I don't want to hear another source coming out of Portland. That that goes for you, Mr. Haynes. I don't want to hear it. Shut it. We don't care. All right. And now let's move on to another sticky situation. Mavericks, Lakers. I think they're tied together because the Lakers want to get Kyrie, but they can't offer a max to Kyrie. Mavericks can. But do Mavericks want to trust Kyrie Irving? Do you trust Kyrie Irving with the max? Is Kyrie and and Luca enough to win a championship? No. And another thing, you can't have a backcourt who plays zero defense. You need one or the other guy. And for me, I understand Kyrie, but what the hell is Luca's problem? Why are you bad at defense? You, I mean, you're bigger than most people you go up against as a point guard. It, it just doesn't make sense. So I think they do need a third piece over there in Dallas. You do have your draft pick right now. I don't think you should draft anyone if you're Dallas. It's around 10th pick. I believe they got the 10th pick. I think you should flip that pick and Christian Wood, and get a valuable third player. I think even A and upgrades that team. And so look into that. I mean, it's pretty simple, which what you got to do over there. But, yeah. And the Lakers, you blow up this team again and you miss the playoffs. It's going to be funny as hell. Because you were just in the Western Conference Finals with this new team. Just build chemistry with this team, move forward, and see what you get. I don't see why you need to blow up this team. But you know what? I'm here for the Lakers' demise. Do whatever it is. You know what? I think y'all should go for CP3. The Lakers should go grab CP3. I think it's perfect. Give LeBron his banana bowl. I don't want to hear about the Lakers. I don't like Laker fans. I don't want to hear nothing about the Lakers. You know, that's enough time about the Lakers. You know, word to my guy, Mark Malone. We ain't, we ain't, I mean, yeah. We ain't talking about the Lakers no more. Now, Westbrook. Do the Clippers keep Westbrook? Mm. To me, I think they should keep him. I think he was a plus to them this season um, with a short time they had, but I don't think he could be their closer. Find somebody who could really close for the Clippers. And also, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are an interesting combination because you got two injury-prone stars on the same team. Is it time to move on from one of them? Do you either pick? To me, I think the Clippers have to pick between Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And that's going to be a tough decision. I think maybe maybe a three-team trade here where Dame actually goes to the Clippers and then you get Paul George going to a third team that's a competitor and then whatever ass has got to be given to, to Portland goes to those two teams. I don't know. Figure something out. Now let's go to the sleeper of this 
off season, unfortunately, is the goddamn Warriors. Um, fully asleep. Uh, the only interesting thing that happened is Draymond opting out of his contract. Thank God, because ain't nobody want to pay him $30 million because he's not worth that. To me, I know a lot of people are going to call me a hater, but I don't care. I'm letting him walk. I'm letting him walk. I don't see a reason where Dre is going to be productive past next season. We might get something out of him this season, upcoming season, but we're not getting anything out of two years from now. So him trying to, quote, unquote, get a three-year, four-year deal, that's disgusting. I don't want to see Draymond on this jersey. To me, Kavon Looney is getting punished for Draymond's inability to do anything offensively. We keep saying we can't have Looney and Draymond on offense together. That's true. If a t- this team wants to compete, they can't have those two starting. And But Kavon Looney not only is at a bargain for what he gives this team, but he's over has done way more than anything, especially in the playoffs. Everything we've asked for and, and then some. Dre, no, he hasn't. To me, we just move on from Draymond. Even if we have to sign and trade him, whatever it is we got to do. But I know the big three want to stay together. I know, quote-unquote, we got to br- – Steph wants them. But, you know, there's a lot of players Steph has want because he's just a loyal player. He's just a loyal person. It's in him to just stay loyal. I get it. But he wanted – like like everybody knows, he wanted Mark Jackson. We moved him. He wanted Avery Bradley. We moved him. This is, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. To me, if Steph actually sat down and thought this through – and to maximize his window, Dre shouldn't be part of his window. And a lot of people are like, oh, what about the intangibles? What about blah? I don't, I don't care. I really don't. He really doesn't give me no. Him and his intangibles and his clutch and his dick riding can all take a package together to France where LeBron is. I, do, I could care less. Don't want him on this team no more. I just, I just, I just need Steph Curry's window to be maximized. Why is he the only superstar in the league without a co-star? Why? Like that don't make sense. Give him a co-star. And call it a day. And, and to me, Warriors talking about future, this future. Man, shut the fuck up. Don't nobody want to hear all that shit. Look, why are you talking about the damn future? You got the one of the greatest players in the history of this league. Top 10 all time. All time. Like there's, They're not 10 greater players in the history of this stupid league. Better than Steph Curry. And you talking about what about the future? Who gives a fuck? How about we talk about now? How about we talk about maximizing his window? You're telling me your future is more important than maximizing Steph Curry? Have a reality check. Take a look at yourself in the mirror. Like, okay, shut up. If anybody else talks about this damn future and these kids and these draft picks, I mean, don't have a conversation with me because you're irrational. You're, you're thinking was, you're stupid and you got two brain cells. I don't want to hear that shit no more. This is Steph Curry. He is your future. He is your past. He was your past. He's your present, and he's your future. And if you, every team goes through a couple of down years to get back up again. So that's fine if you have a few down years while you give up draft picks to attain better stars for Steph Curry. That's fine because that's what teams do. If there's 30 teams in this league, okay, 29 other teams would beg to have Steph Curry on their team, and they're not going to talk about what about the future. Now shut up. Did nobody? Talk about no damn future when you got a top 10 greatest player of all time. And I don't want to hear about no draft picks, all that stuff. Leave it be. You got Steph Curry. And speaking of the draft pick, we got the draft tomorrow night. Hey, it's probably one of the most hyped drafts in a while. I mean, you got Victor for sure going first overall. Can't wait to see him in the league. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, here they go, getting actually very lucky. You know, I'm shocked. I mean, they tanked the right way. I'm shocked they 
got these picks. Question is right now, what do um, Hornets do in, with the second pick? It's very sad, though, if you think about it. It's really sad to, if you're the second overall pick with a for-sure player going number one. It's really sad. You could have had a franchise playing Victor, but you got to pick second. But, you know, the second option is really not that bad. Goo Henderson will be the most exciting player in this draft to me outside of Victor. I mean, Victor's hype is going to be out there. If you're Portland, if he definitely falls to three, you got to pick him up. Uh, he's not falling below three, but the choices between Brandon Miller and Scoo Henderson is going to be tough. And Scoo has been training with Steph Curry. And that's, that's something you got to look at for, for draft players who are training with a pro like Steph Curry. Great, great, a great offensive player like Steph Curry. So, you know, he, he's either going three or two, I think Hornets are going to go with Brandon Miller. I don't like it. If I were drafting, I would go with Scoo Henderson. Who knows? You know, history you know, might look different when we look back at it after this, this trade, um, after this draft. But that's just my pick. And I think Rockets are going with Eamon. Uh, that's a pretty easy pick. And you got Jairus Walker for the Pistons running up the top five. Um, Magics can either take Taylor Hendrickson or Anthony Black. Uh Regardless, is whichever one you you want. You know, there. Do you want a a six five player or a six eight player? I don't. I don't know what the needs of those teams. Are. I don't really look forward to them. I don't watch them, uh, which is kind of sad because if this was the NFL, I could tell you exactly the top ten and what a team needs by position. But in the NBA, you know, you don't really pay attention to a smaller market team because you know Adam Silver ruined the league. And then you got the Wizards, you know, here they are, you know, are they going with Bilal? Are they going with Cam? Are they going with Osser? To me, I don't know, but I would basically take Osser to me as eight if he drops. He could easily go seven. Um, to me, Bilal could go 10. I like Cam a little bit. But this draft, top 10 heavy, I don't know who can get the diamond in the rough at the bottom. Like, it's, it's going to be tough, you know, who will get that one. There's always the one, two, three players that come out with like some toughness but with golden state to me um the player that i see is is is, is a combination between if keaton george falls to a golden state uh noah cloney or nick smith jr um they're both um they're all wing players so to me if you're golden state you gotta drop draft the wing there's no choice you need a wing and it just depends on what you want athleticism shooting defense which one is more important? Each one of those are needed for the Golden State. Uh, I would go with a 3 and D guy, try to get the, the most out of Steph Curry era. Um, and that's how it goes. So it's the 19th pick. At the same time, I wouldn't even use the 19th pick because Steve Kerr wouldn't even use him. So I don't know why we're wasting our breath and our time. He didn't even use the damn seventh pick overall. So here we are, or the second pick overall. So here we are with the 19th pick. I mean, might as well give it up, give it out. And package them with wherever you're going to package Draymond Green. That's just my two cents. But that's for you, bro. The draft's going to be pretty exciting coming um, coming up tomorrow. Uh, I might live tweet it. Uh, Woj and Shams have other plans. They're ruining the draft anyways as it is. But NBA offseason is going to be crazy. There's so much more to talk about. There's so much more things that will happen. Free agency starts July 1st. I look forward to that. And that's a wrap here for in the database with Nana. See you signing out. Thank you.